When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, yo, what's going on, Double H? You good, man? Oh, Danny, 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 boy. Am I good? That's a loaded question. I, all I can say is I'm alive. So, thank the Lord for another day of life, another day of oxygen and, and breathing. So, there we go. I can't really announce that it's been a great week as, in terms of football stories. I mean, we have like the International Champions Cup. I think PSG beat Leicester 4 0. But look, man, it's preseason, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. You know the negative guy, but I don't care about preseason. Let the season start, bro. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I don't. I don't really. I don't, I'm not here for preseason either. It's, it's irrelevant, man. Irrelevant. Actually, actually, last year I went um, to a game. Um, I, I covered a game at the International Champions Cup. It was uh, PSG and Chelsea. I mean, it was a good game. It finished in penalties, but I was just watching the game from the box, like, uh, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yes, I actually, actually got to, to, to be in the box. Oh, yeah. Press box, press pass, whole thing. Oh, <laughs> damn. Somebody's rolling very high. I'm out here. Yeah, they, they had very high. My yeah. Lord. Yeah, I had like a hamburger, some chocolate chip cookies. It was it was dope. Chocolate um, chip cookies, wow. Yeah, free as well. Uh, like, press um, people get press people get treated really well, actually. Like, there's free food, like, so he's so finally revealing all the behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm missing. <laughs> and I'm terrible, man. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of speaking of Chelsea, um, apparently they've bid like $60 million for Lukaku and Everton are holding out for 75 <laughs> I mean, do you think Romelu Lukaku is that good? Nope. Because I, I would assume that if Chelsea offered 35 that they'd be willing to rip their hand off. But 75 I think I mean, this is. No, I mean, seventy-five is that's. To be honest, because of how valuations work, and you put everything into context, they can do fifty. They can do fifty. Seven seventy-five is you know I mean, you're having a laugh for seventy-five. Fifty million is okay, but remember, remember this: if Everton do away with Lukaku, that's a big loss, because that is a serious goal scorer for them. And a guy that who they will not find. Remember, we're living in a market where there are not a lot of goal scorers that are around to begin with. Second of all, how many goal scorers want to play at Everton? Mm, that's, so. a good, that's a good question. Also, I read that only Sergio Aguero in the last three years 
or the last three Premier League seasons has more goals than Lukaku. Only only Aguero, and you know how injury-prone Aguero is, which says something about his quality. But if you know how many goals he scores, it says something about Lukaku as well, especially because he's only 22-23. So. No, 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 no. I mean, like, Lukaku, he I. He I. I mean, the guy's good, but he ain't anywhere near 75. He's nowhere near 75. No way. Um, that's just like... <laughs> I mean, you're having three laughs. If you, if you want me to, to pay 70, 75 for Lukaku's. I mean, I think there are also two factors that it's not necessarily about Lukaku in that way, but it's just about football in general, where in the past, if you offered Everton that much money, they would they would take it. But in the current landscape of television money and um, – rights deals and all this stuff. I don't think they're too pressed for cash in the way that they might have been five, six seasons ago. Who? Everton. Everton. Um, Look, who knows? Look, man, cash is cash, man. Okay, Daniel, cash is cash. And I can get 75, I want 75. The more cash you have, the more lustful you are of it. Mm. Ask about Gates. And also, and and the second kind of component is, it's it's the Paul Pogba-ization, if I can make up a word. Of the of, of this transfer market, you also have to consider that Pogba and Lukaku have the same agent. So, yeah, what's this guy's name? Mino Raiola. Raiola. Who who cares? Who cares? It's... No, I'm not giving that guy his spotlight. I don't care about him. You're an agent. You don't deserve to be in any spotlights. Okay, Dude, just know your role. I'm do, you, do you realize the reason why Pogba hasn't gone to United yet is because this guy wants twenty million and an agent fee. He is a prick. He is a prick. Come on, like, like, nah. You, you kind of have to respect his hustle in a sense. I don't know. Like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> you're an agent, so the fact that you're trying to be this greedy and you're trying to now be a superstar agent shows how stupid, how thick, and how greedy you are for the spotlight. So yeah, screw him, man. I actually kind of respect his hustle in a way because if United are paying one hundred million for Paul Pogba. There's no way he's gonna get transferred again. At least not at not for that price. Irrelevant to me. You're an agent. Know your role. Know your lane, and sit the hell down. Yeah, but see, there's no way you can like make money as an agent if your player doesn't move, right? I mean, I'm I'm sure you can work contracts and you can make money that way. But these agent fees, especially when it's gonna be the, like the most expensive deal ever, um, this is like his one chance to like cash out. Or not cash out, but like no, no, get, get some real paper. So I can I can kind of respect like yo, if you want my player who might not even want to leave Juventus, which it doesn't even make that much sense if you just looking at it from a footballing lens. Like Paul Pogba should stay at Juventus. So maybe he's just like, look, you want him? Um, you gonna give me twenty mil? <laughs> and that is why club football is getting destroyed now because of this crap, because of of, of crap like like this where. Agents are now forcibly ruining people's careers so they can make more money by moving them to different teams. For me, it's completely and utterly stupid. It's completely stupid. But, you know, so that hence why I said, like, Pogba, man, be smart, man. Surround yourself by, by smart people. You shouldn't be taking advice from a dude who's only trying to look out for number one himself. So. It's true. I think agents are a necessary evil in football. Um, because they're obviously about club money. Football, not football, club football, and modern club, club, club football, which are two very different things. So, um, so maybe the biggest transfer news, um, 
I don't know if it just broke by the time you guys are hearing this, but uh, Leroy Sané has arrived at Manchester City. I'm reading from The Guardian. Um, Leroy Sané has arrived at Manchester City to complete his move from Schalke. The fee is expected to be 37 mil, rising to just over 40 mil with add-ons. That's in pounds. Schalke, those guys, do you know how many people these guys have given away? Shocking. They they gave away Drax. They're now giving away Sané. Amazing. Is it good for German football, though? Because um, th- because those are like two of your youngest like shining stars, in a sense. For German football, I think, you know what? He's going to go to Guardiola. And say what you will about Guardiola. I've never really been a fan of him, but the dude does know how to coach people. Mm. He knows how to, how to coach guys. So I'll give him that. I'll, go, I'll, 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 I'll give him that, you know. So... I think it's a good move for him, and it helps Johnny. But as far as thingy are concerned, yes, it, it ain't great, man. It ain't great. It, it ain't great for um, Schalke. I've read that Schalke. I'm reading here that Schalke have signed Baba Raman on loan Ooh. from Baba Raman. He's Chelsea's left back. Uh, he's on loan, so another one of Chelsea's like loanies. I'm sure they have like ten thousand. On loan, and also it says City have signed Ilke Gundogan from Dortmund, Nolito from Celta Vigo. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name. He's from Ukraine. Zinchenko from yeah, FC Zinchenko, yeah. UEFA, and they retain an interest in John Stones, but are reluctant to meet Everton's 50 million evaluation. 50 for, for the 22 year old defender. Yeah, apparently Everton want 50. These man, Everton, Everton, Everton are. Need to chill, man. <laughs> Everton need to chill. I mean, these guys. I mean, are they running running like a mob house or something? They 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 want seventy five for Lukaku. They want fifty for Stones. Oh, that, listen, that is crack money. Like it's like, it's like if you're trying to build like a drug empire or something. I mean, that's that, that's a lot of cash. Jeez. I mean, and you know the the best player on Everton's squad for me, or at least the player with the most potential that I would want in my team, mm. is probably Ross Barkley. Yeah, he's he's a. I mean, De Lofeu is also pretty good as well, man. Yes, but he, yes. Barkley, I think, is their best football player. And he's he seems like he has that kind of glide. I I don't know if you notice, but if you look at, I don't know what's an example. If you look at maybe Zidane, for example, mm. when he's on when he's on the ball, it's it's almost like his feet don't touch the ground. He kind of skips and he glides. And I'm not caught. I'm I'm saying relax. <laughs> Don't put the Dan and Barkley in the same sense. No, 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 no. You're I'm a professional it. football journalist. Within your profession, you should know better not to put Ross Jeremiah Barkley in the same sentence as Zizou. You are getting ahead of me. I'm, I'm giving you the supreme example, and then I'm telling you that maybe if you look at Barkley, you can see some of those kind of he, he glides across the pitch traits. I'm not calling um, him. I'm not calling him Zidane in, in by any stretch. No, 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 no. no, no. I, mean, I still disagree. I I don't see those those traits. I mean, Zidane. To be honest, I don't see many dudes. The closest to Zidane, I think, is Iniesta, as far as his grace on the pitch and how he glided and did things. The closest I think is probably Iniesta. So, Ross Barkley. I don't even want to have this conversation because you've taken it in in the wrong direction. And it's it's oh, no no it's, no 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 I get no 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 I get exactly what you're saying, but I still disagree. You're saying like doing the way that Zidane plays, you're not really comparing him. No to- no 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 no. I'm saying just in that one aspect. 
I should say a trait, not traits, plural. I should just say in that one way where it's just a hallmark of a good player. Mares has it. Um, if you just look at him play, Pogba has it. It's just the it's it's almost the way that their feet touch the ball and the way that they it's their gait and the way that they run. It it just looks like they glide and it's it's something that I always notice and I'm like yeah he's probably you know, really good. No, 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 look, I think look that's for me. I mean I just don't see it, but yeah, look, I mean yeah, we just agree to disagreement. So yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe our last story before we get into the meat of of our discussion. Um, I was looking at I was looking at Twitter and I saw people retweeting this, and um, it was like the most hated teams in the Premier League, and it, and they marketed it as Chelsea overtake Manchester United as the most hated teams or the most hated clubs rather in the Premier League. I, mean, I think it's just due to racism. Like I think people just think Chelsea just racist and yobbish. So well, see, yeah, I was going to ask your opinion because you live in England, correct? Well, I'm around, but at the moment in time, yes, I am in the UK at, at the moment. But okay, I'm, so I'm a man of many countries. Yes, yes. Ask me as what. So, what what is the perception of clubs like that are the most hated in in the UK? I think you know. I mean, I would probably you know you know what it was when Ferguson was at Man United, they were probably the most hated. You know, because of how when they won all the time. Ferguson with the whole 90th minutes, like Fergie time and all that kind of stuff, late goals, referees perhaps favoring them. They were the probably the most hated team in England. Then when Ferguson left and my good friend Moyes came in, and with Chelsea, Abramovich, the money, Chelsea fans now getting done for racism, violence, and the kind of things that they scream, I think, yeah, Chelsea are probably the most hated club, you know? You think like if you extract? Oh no, sorry, quickly, quick, quickly. Yeah, Mourinho as well had had a lot to do with that as well. Mourinho, like Mourinho, was a huge, huge yeah. reason because of his arrogance. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so do you think Manchester United, in due course, will then overtake Chelsea once more as the most hated club just because of Mourinho's presence? Because I, people, for one, Chelsea came from nowhere in like two thousand what three, two thousand four. If you were watching the club from maybe the early 90s, you could tell that there was a making of a really good club there. But then when once Abramovich came in and injected that cash, and it was kind of like, what have you done to deserve two league titles in a row and fair, it's Champions League semifinals and the fans maybe got a bit arrogant and big in the head. But then Mourinho, the press coverage he gets, it's almost like another added layer that he's always in the papers he's always on television he's always making statements that are either inflammatory or just flat out disrespectful and i think that kind of puts them to another level but united's going to get that in a couple weeks here true true i mean look man i mean i think that uh personally it is it is possible but i think you know i mean like Mourinho, I think, no, look, Mourinho is definitely a major factor in that and i think if Mourinho, i think he's not going to change i think Mourinho will be worse <laughs> and if Mourinho is war, I think that, yeah, man. But that even if United don't even win, because of how bad Mourinho could possibly be, and perhaps if he especially gets into a fight with Pep, I think yeah, United could now turn into that kind of thuggish team that people just really love, love to hate. So I think it's going to be guaranteed that they fight. I don't think they really have a choice. Oh, no, 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 they have to, man. You know, the fans demand war. Okay, as um, Wu-Tang famously said in one of their songs, okay, 
hardcore fans do. The fights fans demand war, man. So let's. I mean, let's get it on. Even even if they don't want a war, I think the media they'll just create one. It doesn't have to be big, but you could make something small big if you tell people about it enough. Um, also, I mean, I, I think we have to equate in John Terry. Do we have the least liked footballer uh, on planet Earth? Well, he does like he does um, sleep with people's wives, and he is a racist. So That's I mean, man. that does <laughs> contribute slightly to people thinking like he's a fool. So yeah, I don't like John Terry, man. Like, Look, man, John Terry is a, is, a, is a loser. Good defender, but he's he. Yeah, I mean. Loser. I mean, that's he's kind of one of the ones where you have to separate the the player on the field who's like immense, immaculate, always in the right position. Um, hard. I mean, he he can be rash, but he's never. It, it it never seems like disrespectful. So like you can appreciate his his on the field manner, but once he gets off the pitch, I mean, he just seems like a horrible person. That's he's just one of those kind of players that yeah, you kind of have to separate. You you kind of have to do that with musicians and actors sometimes as well. Like, no 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 for, no, for me I can't. I mean it depends on what they they do. I mean there's a certain line that an actor or a director can cross that like it's like just slightly go off topic because like with Mel Gibson, he's one of the greatest greatest directors of his um, generation. But I can't separate the man and the arts. I just I just can't do it. So therefore I can't watch any of his films. So what what what, what movies has Mel Gibson done except like the Passion of the Christ one? Um, Brave Hearts. He directed Braveheart. Yep, and he won the Oscar, and he directed Apocalypto. So, I'm not really, I'm not huge on movies. I'm more TV. But you know, but I think like you know, for me, like when people say, "Oh yeah, separate the arts from the thing," I'm like, I can do that to an extent. I mean, are you really going to like, let's say you love a footballer? Are you still gonna put up posters and preach about how amazing a footballer is if you learned that the guy was a pedophile? Mm. <laughs> So you know, <laughs> I mean, like, let's just let's 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 let's, 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 let's be real here, you know. So there there is a line. There has to be a line. All right. So uh, I think we'll just leave it there. Once you once you drop pedo, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just calmly back shuffle, and uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get to the meat of of what we're here to do today. Um, so I think this week we're gonna do a Serie A preview. And the Bundesliga preview. Yeah, and then and then next week we can do uh League A, which should be quite short, and La Liga, which we can devote kind of our time to the Madrids and Barcelona and whomever else. And Elche, and, Elche, don't forget Elche. Don't forget oh, Granada as well. Don't forget yeah. them. Um and then I think the Premier League will have started three weeks from now, and we can give you um, our thoughts about you know Premier League football and yeah 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 yeah, and do yeah. That. so 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 that's our schedule. But right now, I think you want to look at Serie A. Let's roll. Let's um, roll. I'm 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 actually intrigued by Serie A this year. Um, I'm normally not. Whoa, intrigued based on. Is it crazy to think that a team isn't going to win a league six times in a row? I mean, I think Lyon did it in France from like, what was it, 2001 to maybe 2006 or seven or seven or eight. Like, that's the last time I remember a team just winning a league like seven times in a row. I don't think Juventus are going to do it this year. Well, I can't say that. They're probably going to do it this year, but um, I kind of, but I hope they don't. Or I just think like the law of averages says that either Inter Milan or 
No, look, man, we can talk law of averages and everything, but I need someone to give me a footballing reason as to why they won't. Simple. Give me a footballing reason as to why they won't win it again next season. So don't give me, like, law of averages or uh, the numbers or miracle or Zeus or divine intervention. Give me a fundamental footballing reason as to what Roma can do, what Inter can do, what um, Napoli can do. I don't think there's a strong enough case. Mm. Do what, how, how do you feel about how do you feel about Napoli losing Higuain to Juventus? Uh, they just signed Milik from Ajax. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, because that's actually one of the questions. So I think we'll we'll cover that in the question. The whole Milik thing. Uh, Napoli. Um, okay, look, man, um, Daniel, I'm going to be very real with you. Um, I know they've got a lot of cash for Gonzalo. Speaking of which, you know how you know you remember that pig's head when Figo took the corner <laughs> for Real against Barcelona. One of the greatest moments ever in football. We could be looking at some feces. We could be looking at like freaking like a dead squirrel being thrown towards you guys when they play Napoli. So I'm just warning you that if you're squeamish, I think you should want to avoid that 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 game. Napoli, you know that's it's it's a big loss, man. Let's 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 just be real. That's a big loss, my my friend. Um, it's that guy's he broke the goal scoring record, man. If you got a guy scoring that many amounts of goals for you, that is huge. Because goals win win games, bro. So you know it's I don't think because for me I'm not I'm Napoli not even the team who I think will actually challenge. Um, what, do you, what do you think? You think Juventus. Inter? You think Inter? It's between Inter and Roma. Mm. Because for me, I think like Spalletti, I think definitely the guy did a lot of very good stuff with Roma last season. I think it's going to get some nice acquisitions. El Sharawi, I think he may have found like a new lease of life under Spalletti. So I think Roma could do something. And really, Inter might be just that with Inter, I'm hearing Mancini. Apparently, there's some stuff happening behind the scenes. But if Mancini is back into it, Eva Banega, that's a great signing. That is a great signature right there. Um, they may lose Icardi, but I think they still have Eder. So, Inter have looked good. So, Inter and Roma, I think that maybe Inter slightly because Inter have a deeper squad. But even if we say Inter, Juventus, they, they know how to roll. They know how to roll, bro. So I just don't see Inter lasting that 38 game season ahead of um, Juve. I mean, if if you look at Inter though, they have Perisic who had a great uh, Euro. Yeah. They have it there. I mean, Icardi's their captain. I don't. Are are they gonna sell him really? Look, man, it's looking like, I mean, like, it's looking like, I mean, again, this is all rumors, but I keep seeing his name being mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that would be a mistake, personally. I mean, he's, he's, he's young. He's young. He's like 24, 23, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and also, I'm hearing that Napoli could be the ones who are trying to get him, so. Well, see, well, see now that uh, Inter know that, look, you have 90 million euros, uh, we're going to want at least, what, 50, 60 of those to yeah. take our best our best attacking player. Um, well, not nah, because they have Benega. They got him for free. I mean, no, 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 that's that. No, that was really good, man. That's that's a great. That is that is what they call shrewd. And no, I, I, and I, I think Roma. I mean, I'm trying to think because they got 
Chesney on loan with a buying option. They had El Shari last year on loan with a buying option. And they had Rudiger on loan with a buying option. Wait, didn't right. they get, wait, did they get Jekyll last season or season before? Yeah, and Salah, I believe. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah, so, yeah. so they are, um, I don't want to call them shrewd because I just used the word, but they are certainly adept in the transfer market about finding talent on loan and then buying the players. I think Rudiger, right before the, the Euros, he tore his ACL, but he's young, and I'm, I'll trust that he'll, you know, he'll grow into a good defender. But if you just look at Juventus and who they've brought in with Alves and Benatia and losing Pogba might seem like a big blow at first, but you kind of trust them to buy at least one player in that position who can get them back, if you know what I mean. And it's not like Pogba is the engine or... I don't, I don't know if I have a good metaphor for this, but I don't think he's like the key part in Juventus's, uh, in, in Juventus's machine. I think he's, he's a part of Juventus's machine. Which is why it's a bad move for him to go to Man United. What you just said there is the reason why Man United is a bad move for him. Because he's going to be asked to be the key I mean, part. That, like... He's because people assume wrongly, wrongly that Man United is Pogba. Look at what he's doing. He can just come into Man United and just run the midfield. No, Pogba has been good because he's surrounded by very good players, mm. and he's in a system that works very well. He isn't the Bill and Endel. He isn't like a Pielo who you can put Pielo in hell, and he'll still run Satan's football team. <laughs> so it's like. Pogba can't do that. He needs to be surrounded by talent. And the reason why he's improved so well is because this dude was playing around two of the best midfielders in Europe, Vidal and um, Pielo. I mean, I, exactly, I, I was just about to say you can't put him around Carrick and I mean, Herrera and I expect mean, him to bar midfield. Carrick, I mean, you want to go from <laughs> the heights of, you know, Pielo thing to Carrick? Carrick is a, is a damn dustbin... He's not even fit enough to be a dustbin. And that guy is garbage. Garbage infinite. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm being truthful. I mean, you want to play Carrick? So basically, <laughs> Pogba hasn't really thought this through. You want to move from Turin, Pasta, you know, Rigatoni, all this kind of stuff, pizza to what? Like, Pocky Pies? Schmidt <laughs> with Wayne, Wayne Rooney and Carrick? Carrick? Oh, man. Come on, man. Please. Uh, actually, in, in my notes before we started, um, and I'll just kind of leave the Juventus point there, um, because I, I just don't want to think that they're just going to win it again. I want a, a competitive Serie A because it's like my childhood. Like, it, that was the best league when I was a kid. Things and, have changed. No, no, look, it's the same as, like, as as people have to accept that Hillary Clinton, the um, political system person is going to win the presidency this November for America – People just have to accept that Juventus are going to win the title. Sometimes it's easier to ju- just just to accept and not hope. Yeah, so I mean, the same as, as it used to be. And actually, my, my question, uh, I wrote down some questions here, and it kind of segues into what we were just talking about. Mm. Um, it was one club you're excited to watch in Syria, and I would probably say Roma. And the other one was one club you're worried about. <laughs> And 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 the club. Don't, don't, don't say it. 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 Move on. Next question. We all no, know. No. 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 We, we are talking about this, man. The the club I'm worried about is AC Milan, dude. <laughs> uh, 
Look, when I was a kid, I don't think there was a more fun team to watch than than AC Milan. I'm not even going to get into the names because it will depress me. And I won't insult your intelligence because I assume that you know the players who were there. But I, I look at this team now, and I I don't know whether it's the financial structure. I don't know if it what I mean it is, but I don't know if it's a combination of players like I don't know. They have Montalivo, Bonaventura, they have, you know, Zapata, Abate. You look at these players and they're they're good players. They're not great players. Do you think Abate is a good player? Do you find him like substandard? Yeah, I do. <laughs> It's it's in your brick squad, your brick team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need to, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I need to put him in the brick academy. The yeah, brick yeah. academy. Uh, yeah. but the the players I'm used to seeing in like the the red and black stripes, they're legends. And I'm looking at these players now, and I'm like, you're you're relying on Alessandro no. Matri to get you goals. Like, no, 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 what am I watching? Someone wrote online that he thinks, not he's sure he thinks. That if everything goes well, he <laughs> believes that AC Milan can get a Europa League place. <laughs> Do you know how sick that is? If the stars align, everything happens, everybody's 100% healthy, there are no injuries, everybody plays with the best of their abilities, hopefully, hopefully, if the Lord and Zeus are with them, hopefully, they can get Europa League. <laughs> And can you, can, uh, can, you, can you now see why I wanted to skip this 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 question? Can you now see? It's it's depressing, isn't it? Can we please skip to the next question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what you're, you're trying to like, you know. Uh, uh, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to make you sad. I'll make you cry. But I mean, you kind of have to laugh to start from crying if you care about football look, in that way. Look, 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 Danny. Like when I was young. And I was getting into football. One of the earliest teams are like, look, as a Nigerian and as an African, George Weah was a hero for me. You know, George Weah, I believe he's still the only African who has won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. So, and living in Nigeria, man, that was huge to mm. have an African player who was so out there internationally and for an African player to do so well in Europe and be amongst the the very best players in the world. It was huge in, in Nigeria. So even if he was a Liberian man, in Nigeria, everybody was proud of him and he was in front of all newspapers. So he was like a hero of mine. So AC Milan is huge for me. AC Milan goes back to the very beginning of me watching football. So it's like, you know, there there is an affinity to me with AC Milan because of George Ware, you know, and where I, 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 I came from. So... It's to see Milan like this. It's it's man. It's 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 painful, you know. But again, like, as I said to you before, football has changed. Syria is not how it used to be before. AC Milan or not how like they used to be before. Look at Man United, you know. So it's like things have changed. Just like it's unfortunate that we live in a world where AC Milan are a mid-table team. That's just that's 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 bad. That is bad. <laughs> it's horrible. Um. So, I, I mean, I, I want to save time for the Bundesliga and questions. Mm. But I think just to, to give us continuity, Serie A gets three Champions League spots. And I think we both concur that they're going to get – Juventus is probably going to win. Uh, Inter is probably going to get in there. And Roma. So, would you agree with that? Well, you have to consider Napoli as well now. 
I guess there's 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 a discussion to be had here. Like, which team is going to get left out? Um, also, if, if because you know what, with these things, you have to have to see how the season goes. past. of right now, just it would like preseason guess, actually play, especially in the first few months. So, Basel, right now, I think yeah, from what you said, I mean, I think Napoli may miss out. Well, you know, I think Napoli may miss out because you know, like like Roma almost cropped with Napoli in the end, but you know. Yeah, so I, just I, I, how well Spalletti did when he he came in. So yeah, I think it's between Inter and Napoli. If I had to guess, I think Roma will probably get second, just because I, I don't know. I just like their team, mm. and um, probably Inter gets left out. If I had to, if I had to choose, because I didn't think Napoli at first, but I just looked at the name and I was like, yeah, they'll probably make it. So that's our quick Serie A preview, and as the season goes, I'm sure we'll discuss more about that. Yes, um, so, Bundesliga, quickly transitioning. One club you're excited to watch in the Bundesliga? I think this is a very easy question. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But go. Yellow and black. The yellow and black, man. You know, they're, yeah. I mean, they were, for me, they were, I believe they were the best and most excited team last season. This season, they lost some key players, but they got some very key players as well because of the guys that they brought in, what Tuchel's psychology is and his strategy. They're the team to watch, man, without a doubt. Do you think that they were the team to watch last year, or do you think it was still Munich? And then as the season progressed, it became Dortmund. Oh, you mean so at the beginning? I'm just referencing last season, because I think last season Dortmund became the team to watch. But I think Munich probably started out as the team to watch, because we're kind of curious. For sure. sure, (laughs) Remember, before the season started, Dortmund had only just escaped relegation. (laughs) (laughs) And Tuka was like, okay, what's this guy really done? New manager, new coach. How is he going to turn a team that's almost escaped relegation to actually try and touch it for a title? So really, all eyes were on Bayern as in, okay, what can they... So it really wasn't about Bayern domestically, it was about what can Bayern do in the Champions League with Douglas Costa coming in. Is this finally their time to really win that European thing because of their domination domestically. Then, when you saw what Tuchel was doing, I was like, wow, you're actually making this a title race, you know? So, but are actually having to sweat just a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, then they became the team to watch and I think the best team, they were the most entertaining team of last season. I think I'd have to agree. And also, just, just touching on this season, uh, I think BVB, that, that front four is going to be fun to watch. Um, I, I, but I think the the main question is how do you replace what's behind them? Well, if you look at Gundogan, I don't know if he was he was more a central midfielder than. I mean, he's not as good, but Weigelman, very good player. Castro, very good player as well. I mean, I saw this thing. It was like um, Bayern. Uh, I was gonna call them Bayern Dortmund, <laughs> uh, but Borussia Dortmund. Um, it's like a depth chart almost, and it had like. And it was like a four-two-three-one, and it had all the players that they have at their disposal in each position. And I remember looking at every position except goalkeeper and thinking, "Yo, this team's really good." But when they they have Berkey, I think, and Widenfeller, and I think that needs a kind of positional upgrade. Berkey, I think he, I no, he's, I think he is good. Widenfeller, not so good. Is 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 Widenfeller in the Brick Academy as well? He is actually, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, I come to think he is. Uh, but you don't know, Brook, you know, I think that's fine. You know, he's all right. You know, he's he he he's good. Good so, enough. So yeah, that's that's the club I'm I'm probably excited to watch most, especially if they keep uh, Pierre Embrink. 
Yeah, I mean, look, man, I don't like what Pierre Emerick is saying, man. This guy keeps on saying... Oh, I want to go to Madrid? Like, keep your mouth shut, bro. Yeah, look, man, I don't know. Is that like an African thing or something? I mean, look, man, please, I mean, represent us well. Please, you can't just be saying you're employed by Dortmund, they are paying you, and they're talking about how your love for remedy and you hope that one day you will play. And that's just very unprofessional. It's disrespectful to your club as well, like... I mean, they are paying you, so really, they should actually fine you for for saying such a thing because that is very unprofessional, mm-hmm. and should and, and I think it must be like a breach of contract. One one club you're worried about in the Bundesliga? Wolfsburg. Wow, and your reasoning behind that, if there is any, if, or is it just like a like a hunch? No, no, no. For me, I think how badly they did last season in comparison to the season before. Remember, they came second two seasons ago. Mm. Last season, I think we're talking about, I think they came like seventh. They've not really bought anyone new to replace. Um, And I'm looking at the team as like, are you now going to depend all again on Draxler? That's just too much. I think that for Wolfsburg, I think they may struggle again because Leverkusen, I think, will do pretty well. Mönchengladbach will do their thing. Heather Berlin look pretty good. So I think mines as well. Wolfsburg for me, I just feel that they may even struggle even more because they just haven't really moved on from the brand. They hasn't like heck hasn't really said, okay, this is how we're now going to play differently. I think they're still within the mindset of if they had the brand in a team, except that they don't. So they're not able to really find a system of winning games without De Bruyne being in the team, so Wolfsburg are an, are an interesting case because the talent is there to be in the top four, yeah, or, or have, top five certainly. Players, man. But it's just about uh, have they ever been a unit? Have they ever been a team? And also, you're gonna have, I think, um, what's their left back's name? Rodriguez. He yeah. has a he has a favorable buyout clause as well. So if a team needs a left back, I think it's like twenty twenty five million euros or twenty twenty five wow. million pounds. That you can just scoop him up, and he's like top five left back in the world in my book. So I am, I am kind of worried about kind of people kind of poaching their talent because Draxler is not going to stay there. No, Draxler so. is that that guy is gone, man. If he keeps on improving, and because remember, look at what he did in the Euros. If he has a really good World Cup, that boy is gone, man. Yeah, I that mean, so I, I can see, um, I can see, I can see an argument to be worried for Wolfsburg. I can see an argument to be worried for Schalke. Um, my, I think my, my the, the team I'm most worried about in the Bundesliga is probably Gladbach. If you look at last season, I think they finished fourth. Mm-hmm. That qualifies them for the Champions League. Yeah. And last season in the Champions League, what, how, what, what did they finish in the group? They were fourth because they were in a group with City, Sevilla, Sevilla. and Juventus. Well, actually, now that I think about it, that's pretty. That's a, <laughs> that's a heavy hitting. But group. remember, they changed the coaches. Mm. If you look at how they finished the season, I think in the last half of the season, I think they lost like at least half of their games. I remember they lost to Dortmund three one. Um, they lost to Hanover, I think two nil. Um, those are just the games I remember watching. Mm. Um, I mean, I, they just didn't seem convincing to me to warrant continued confidence in them. Mm. And they, they've lost, they lost Xhaka. And I don't think they've signed a, a, a replacement yeah, for him. Look, well, okay, um, okay. 
is was Jaka really? I told you, I was watching Mönchengladbach. I didn't really see what Jaka was doing. I saw what Fabian Johnson was doing. I saw what um, Raphael was was doing, and everybody else was just part of a very strong team. So Jaka isn't like, oh my God, they lost Jaka. Or and okay, I'm going to say something that might be wrong here. Um, I think Jaka is is overrated. Him trending on Twitter, people saying, oh my gosh, this is a huge sign because. He's he's good. He's overrated. I'm sorry. Let's just let's just call it as it is. He is overrated. I think Xhaka's overrated. If you look at like, oh, he's gonna revolutionize Arsenal Football Club, and he's gonna you know take them from second place to first place. I think if you're expecting that from him, then then you're widely mistaken. But I think if you put him in Gladbach's side, I don't think he's that overrated. I thought he was kind of crucial in the role that he played. Oh, but I mean. <laughs> I, I say I'm worried about Gladbach, and I've just looked up uh, the Wikipedia page for this season. I am worried. I'm just just kind of looking at their squad. They look rather thin. Uh, they have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. They only have 20 players. So that's one. One of them doesn't even have a page. Um, but but I'm looking at their, their friendly matches. They beat a team 15-0. Wow. <laughs> Cold who? Yeah. Cold who? Raid ride, R H E D E. I don't. It's preseason. Uh, Han scored four. Thorgan Hazard scored four goals. Stindl scored three. Hoffman got a goal. They, they beat a team fifteen nil in preseason, <laughs> and, and, and in front of a crowd of four thousand, <laughs> they won by fifteen goals. Jesus Christ! I mean, that, I mean, that is pretty heavy, man. Yeah. Uh. So that should that should be cut, but it's preseason, like I said. So. Doesn't actually, count. actually, they play Lazio. That should be a good friendly match. Um, so, who do you think is going to win the Bundesliga? You know, yeah. So for me, I am going for Dortmund. You lean in Dortmund. I'm going for Dortmund. I think, see, because difference to to the Syria, where I feel that there's not an argument to be made of someone usurping Juventus. I can give you a strong arguments for Dortmund because of Mari Götze, Schola, Tuchel. Carlo Ancelotti also as well. He's not really a league coach. He's more of a of a cup coach. Because um, Pep Guardiola's system is a lot more suited to winning league titles than Carlo. Because Pep is very much about keeping the ball, you know, possession for football and drilling that kind of mentality in every single week, which is people can really get in, into a consistent mind frame too. But Carlo Ancelotti is much more of a 90s throwback coach you know, 4-4-2, four, four, let's ride, let's roll. So it worked well for the Cup, but domestically he could come undone against a, f- a few of these teams like Mines away, watching Glad- Gladbach away and, and so forth. So, yeah, I think Dortmund could do it. Are you scraping bricks? What's up? What is going on? Oh, 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 oh wow. <laughs> no, I'm just like, strep- oh, no, I'm just, like stretching like my... Look, I have no idea. Look. Basically, I wasn't scraping any damn bricks. I was just touching my... Lapos. Uh, yeah, so, what about you? Bayern, Dortmund, or um, Braunschweig? I'm, I mean, I'm thinking probably Offsburg or Ingolstadt, probably. Uh-huh. English, don't, do not this <laughs> Ingolstadt. Do not this Ingolstadt. Those are my boys. Okay, I would have won <laughs> for them, but I didn't want to be rude. Uh, no, um, I'm probably. Um, it's see, it's it's kind of the reverse of what I feel about Serie A, where I don't want a team to win like five, six times in a row. You're gonna have to take the crown from Bayern. 
people kind of think it's going to be the reverse where Munich are going to do well in the Champions League and then they're going to struggle domestically. I think they're going to do well domestically and struggle in the Champions League. So I kind of feel like their continental struggles are probably going to help fuel their domestic dominance. If you look at their squad compared to everyone else's, I mean, we can, you know, <laughs> uh, we can kind of lust over, I was going to say something different, but uh, <laughs> I decided to clean it up. Uh, we can lust over Dortmund's front four about how great that looks, but I don't think the whole team looks that good as when compared to Bayern. And also, how many players on Dortmund other than Royce? Well, I guess Goza. But do they have experience winning leagues? Not that many, I don't think. If you look at the yeah. current rendition, experience Shmirians, man. I mean, I don't. I think experience. No, is what, no. Winning a league takes some know-how, and I mean, if you look at Ancelotti, he's won everywhere he's been except Madrid. I think did did he win the? He didn't. He didn't win La Liga. No, but um, except there, I think he won the league with you know Milan, Juventus, Chelsea. I mean, I mean, come on, PSG. Now you're really gonna give him the league winner for PSG. You notice how I didn't bring it up, right? Because thank you. Good, okay. It's it's the uh, uh so yeah, I'm 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 leaning Munich, but I mean I'd love to see Dortmund win if only just for the novelty of it. Just give me something different. I'd love it if Hamburg won. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> Come on, Hamburg. Those Yo. guys should actually be relegated already. So. Yo, what is their logo, bro? <laughs> Which yeah. which logo? Hamburg. It's like it just it looks like somebody made it on uh, Photoshop. It was just like fucking around with Man, squares and now. diamonds. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh so Champions League spots. I almost forgot Champions League. So they get they get four. And so we have Bayern and Dortmund for sure. So who so who are getting the other two? Um, Before we get into these questions, Leverkusen, mm. and I'm gonna say Mines. Wow! So no Schalke, no Wolfsburg for you. Nope. Look, look, Schalke. I mean, especially with 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 Sane going. Look, man. No. Mm. I actually, I really like Leverkusen, um, so I'd probably give them spot three. And um, wow, <laughs> there are a lot of really like. Good, not great teams in the Bundesliga, which makes it an interesting league to watch. If only for like the. No, 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 it's, a, no, it's a very entertaining. It's a very I'm, entertaining. It's just it's so top heavy. Just like Bayern and Dortmund. I mean, not necessarily Dortmund, but Bayern have dominated so much. It kind of distracts from the from the competition in the league. But uh, I'd probably say Wolfsburg, Schalke just miss out. Gladbach just miss out, and uh, yeah. So, questions. Questions, questions, questions. And we have oh. some really good questions, actually. So, well, we, yeah. We, we yeah, might have to be. extend this a bit past the hour. Uh, but. Um, all right. First question. So, yeah, uh, this is from Cod God PL. Interesting name. Um, Napoli just signed Milik. What are your thoughts on the transfer? Good signing. Good signing, but he simply just needs to be—he simply needs to be taken to a psychologist, and the psychologist has to get him over his insane addiction for missing. <laughs> Simple as that. 
because this dude was obsessed with with missing at those Euros. This guy oh, got man. into good positions, very good with with, with his feet, nice, neat footballer, technically adept. But what's the point to getting in good positions and always missing? So it reminded me of Mkhitaryan two seasons ago, where, yeah, well done for getting in those positions, but if you're going to miss, what's the point? So it is a good signing. It doesn't replace Higain, but it's a very nice addition to have and someone who can really compete with uh, Mertens, Insigne, and Kayahon, um in the in the team. So yeah, so yeah no, no, it's um, exciting. It is, it's a nice, little exciting, attacking um, ad- addition to their team, but again, striker, 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 striker. They need a finisher. Mm. Uh, I was just, I, I wanted to look up how much you, how much they got him for, and it seems to be like twenty-seven million uh, in pounds, and I think that's probably the right number for him. If you think like Batshuayi, who was another young striker, I think he went for thirty-three to Chelsea, and you know, I think. If if he had put away his chances, the one against Switzerland, um, the one against Germany, where it was almost like a free header that he should have scored in the Euros, uh, he's probably worth twenty million more just for the hype. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a good club to go to for him. He's gonna have, I, he'll, he'll certainly play, especially with Higuain gone. So it's not like he he hasn't gone too high. It's not like he went to Madrid or Barcelona where he's not going to get any playing time. Uh, so I think it'll be good for him to get out of Holland, get uh, experience a different league. I think he's only 22, 23, it seems here. So he needs to be more clinical and uh, find his his kind of his shooting boots, if you will. Th- there's a good player there. There's a really good very player good, there. Very good player. Very good player there. Um, Kevin at Kev Temple. Should Olympic football be like boxing? No pros. See, that's that's an interesting one because... Young players are getting paid, aren't they? What? Well, I'm, I'm saying that young players get paid already, don't they? Like if you're 16, 17 and you sign your first contract, you're already professional. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not like, I guess, um, in, the, in the American kind of context, college athletics, for instance, are meant to be amateur athletics. So you have 18 to maybe 22, 23-year-olds who aren't getting paid which ensures that they keep their amateur status. So you have experienced, talented players who are still amateurs at the age of 22 in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, in football, a 22-year-old is already maybe into his second professional contract. So I'm not sure exactly how the Olympics could get around not letting professionals come. It's it's just the way that football structured to where a fourteen year old can well, be you know, professional. I think, you know, I know you know where I think he's going to. I don't know where, but I think he's going towards like top players. You know how you can have three overage players. I think that's what happens when you can have three people over the age of twenty three. So you can have like a Neymar or um, like a Messi or something. But I think you can have three of these over twenty three players who are like. Superstars in the team, so I think he might be saying that have it. Actually, well, I mean, I mean, there are two ways to this question. I think one way is that I would like it if there are no over twenty threes. Keep it under twenty three. Keep it a young thingy. And as far as pros go, which is what he said, it's difficult. Mm. It's not like, like like boxing is is different. You know, with boxing that works, but with football, you know, you can be a pro at nineteen, 
20, you know. Yeah. With Rodney Mirror, so yeah, it's difficult to do with, with, with football. It's it's a whole different beast. So. It's also because like you can't really regulate that either. It's yeah, hard. No, you, can't, you can't. So anyway, uh, next question. Next question. <laughs> um, if Arsenal were to sign Mares, oh god, is this Mohammed? And Mustafi, how far can they go in the Premier League and in the Champions League? Great podcast thus far. Thanks. Well, he said Mares, Mustafi, and Lacazette. And if they finish second last season, mm. the teams around them are going to improve a bit. I think that ah, with those Lincoln, are very big signings, you know. Yeah, I mean that's if, what I was about I, to say. If they get all three. But see, it, for Wenger, it's always going to come down to his tactical setup. It's not going to be – you could give him the world at his disposal, and it depends on who he picks. Like, because you're still gonna, he's still going to start Giroud. You could, you could buy Messi, play Giroud with him. Like... I mean, like, look, if he gets Lacazette and Lacazette is either on the wing or doesn't really start or is into the team, then you know what? Like, then, I mean, there's just no, no points because – for him to buy Lacazette, you are assuming that this guy is either going to play as the main striker or as a as a supporting striker with Giroud. But basically, you you buy a player like that, you can't put him on the bench. Or the dumb thing is, okay, we're going to go with Giroud. Oh, he's not working. Let's bring in Lacazette. No, that that's just lame. Like if Giroud doesn't work, he's not going to go Lacazette. He's going to go. Let's try Theo Walcott at center forward. Like, <laughs> no, no, I th- I think that ship has sailed. You know. The Walkers are strike. I think that ship sailed a long time ago. But I mean, that, if if they sign those three players, that would show fantastic intent. And I mean, I don't know exactly how far they could go in Champions League. I think that's a bit of a lottery once you get past you know the round of sixteen. Mm. But uh, I think that that would certainly put them in contention for the title. But the, the problem is they've been in contention for the title for the past twelve, ten years. They've always been around it. Even through you know financial struggles and building the Emirates and whatnot, so if they if they got Mustafi, who is an upgrade on Paulista, if they got Lacazette, who can play like you said, he can play secondary striker or a main striker if you need him, and Mares, I mean, I don't think they need him, but if they it's got him, he, that would be amazing. Like, look, he's not going to make them worse, but that shouldn't be. Priority Lacazette and Mustafi are more important than getting Maris. Yeah, I haven't decided who I who I think is going to win the Premier League. Like I said, I've, I've been leaning towards United, and I think you're leaning towards Chelsea. But if mm. they if they pull off those three signings like in quick succession, they would be right there. If they get those three signings, I mean, I think you know there's a, there's a strong argument for Premiership, Champions League, uh, quarters max. I mean that I you, they still can't make the semis with that team. There are just too many other better teams than than them there. Yeah. So, but who knows? Who knows? They're good players. I don't think that's world class talent. Not to push you above the likes of Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid, even Atletico. I don't know. Final question. Final question. One, one, two more. Let's do two more. Okay. Um, who do you think has more potential? Alvaro Morata or Paulo Dybala? Oof. From Mr. Andrew Rahimo. That's a good question. I wasn't expecting that's, that. that, that that's a very tough one, man. Because I think they both have a very good potential. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit with Dybala. 
See, I was I was thinking Morata. Um, the reason why I say Dybala is that look, man. I mean, it may be seen past, but he does come from Argentina, and Argentina has given us two of the greatest players that we've seen in Messi and um, Maradona. No, 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 no. No, see, because if I if I want to say that Ross Barkley kinda in one way looks like Zidane, and you're like, nah, you can't compare Zidane with uh, Barkley, which I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. Right now, you are comparing just based off where he was pushed from his mother's legs. You are telling me that Paulo Dybala is now in the same class as Diego Maradona oh, yeah. and Lionel Messi. what I said. I'll repeat what I said, and, and I'll show you how this is different from what you said. I said that. Where is Dybala from? He's from Argentina. So, Argentina. so that are, you know how many Argentinians there are that aren't Messi or Maradona? It's true, but at the end of the day, he has said that these two players have great potential. And what Dybala did last season for Juventus and what he has shown purely for footballing-wise is more than what I saw from Ortega, more than what I saw from um, Simeone, Pastor. I mean, list all of the, the all of the guys, Ayala, so forth. Like, what he has done, what he did for Juventus the last season was amazing. And I just saw something in him. I was like, no, this guy has something very special, which Ortega didn't really show me because Ortega was supposed to be the next Maradona, but he didn't really have that. Then then Aymar was supposed to be the next guy, but Aymar and Ortega never really showed me in a season what Dybala showed me last season. Yeah, but so, it's, 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 isn't Dybala more in the kind of Carlos, if you're going to go Argentina, isn't he more in the Carlos Tevez, Sergio Aguero lane than he is in the no. Messi Maradona lane? No, no, no. He's in the Ortega. RL Ortega, basically that secondary striker who plays in, in the hole. Because Tevez is a pure striker. Mm. Like, but Dybala isn't a pure striker. He's just he sits in that hole making those those runs and it's always in and around. Hence why a lot of the goals he got from outside the 18-yard box. So he's that Ortega kind of guy. And look, for me, I just feel that look, he's 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 Argentinian man. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to be rude, he's from Argentina. You know, so he has that Argentine blood within him. So, hence why for me, I thought Ortega would <coughs> be amazing. Raquel May, I still think that something went wrong. Raquel May should have been one of the best and most unique midfielders that we that we'd ever seen. But it just never. I mean, he that. was he was one of the best. He just didn't do it in Europe. And also, he never really had a World Cup or an international tournament. So he never really had a performance at a tournament that said, "Yeah, man, that really solidified him." And his legacy as one of the most unique mid midfielders that we've ever seen. I mean, it, does it have to be solidified to be true? No, no, no. It has to because because his ball retention was insane. No, 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 it was I mean, like all they can say is that man, look at how good this guy was. But solidifying it is you do that in a tournament mm. where you're one of the standouts in a tournament or you're one of the standouts in a season. Then that really solidifies you. As yeah, man, this this guy has game, which is what Pirlo did multiple times for Juve in Milan, and what he did in 06 for Italy. So, do you think that Bala can be better than what we've seen, and like how much better? Because I don't think we've seen the best of Morata yet, though. Have we seen the best of Dybala? This wait, how this dude is? He's 22. Yes. So he's still five years or four years off your peak. In four years' time, if he keeps on improving, man, because look. 22 is early, man. 22 is nowhere near your peak. Your peak really is, is 26. 
So there is still improvements to be had. So if you're this good at 22, you know, and look, Morata, look, I mean, like what he did at the Euros, I was like, you know, no, this, this this guy has something. Mm. And I think that's Mercedes Benzema should really bounce back to Rihanna <laughs> and leave space for um, Morata to be the main striker for Real. But that, that's just me. Um, but I just feel that you know what Dybala has that thing. He's got that G thing. Well, I don't want to take up too much time. I, I would just say that what I'm seeing from Moretta, I think he's he's he has every tool that you need to be um, a world class and a forward. He's got the pace. I think he's got the intelligence, the finishing, um, know, knowing what to make the runs, playing offside well, uh, the the linking with his teammates that we saw with Juventus. The run that he had against Bayern Munich was insane. Oh wow! I mean. And then Quadrado finished it off. I mean, um, I just what what I've seen from him. I think I don't. I don't even want to compare him to anybody just yet because I, I want to see um, what he can do with Madrid this season before I start getting all crazy and pronouncing him the second coming of this guy, that guy. But I, I really like the look of Alvaro Morata. Uh, so you said you had one more question. Oh yeah, final question, um, <laughs> Kevin. Kev Temble, I guess it's, it's a big one. Where have great, truly great African talents gone? No more drug bars, Edsel, or coaches. But we do have Obi Mikel, though. I think Yaya Tour has been holding it down. Oh, for... please, man. No, 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 no. Hear me out, hear me out. I think Yaya Tour has been holding it down like past his, his cell date for the past three or four years. Um, I think Drogba's last great season was 2010. Since then, Yaya Toure has kind of been holding down the fort for African footballers. But I think what we're, what we're going to see over the next four or five years is these young players, the Kelechi Iheanachos, the Bertrand mm. Traores, um, those players, I think you're going to see them kind of step up. Um, and also, you have to think, you know, with the George Weyers, the Etos, the the drug was um, they did their coaches. Those those were at a time where legends could be created. Like I don't think we were so saturated with football in the way that we are now. Th- those those footballers could almost be mythified in a way that yeah, I don't. Yeah. That, that, how, do you, how do you mean? I, I mean like they were like popular players, right? But we didn't see them everywhere. They didn't have Facebook accounts. They didn't have Twitter accounts. What we knew of them was mostly their personalities in a certain, in a certain way off the pitch, but mostly what we saw on the pitch, and it kind of deified them in a, in a sense. I think now, if you look at kind of the players that we have, you don't kind of get that sense of I can't be him, or he's inaccessible somehow, and and, oh, no. I, think, and I think that kind of detracts from how someone can be a legend in that no, way. I think- what you say is actually very, it's actually an excellent point, but I don't think it's really related to this particularly. I think your point is actually something that is actually worth a whole discussion. That's actually a very interesting topic, but I don't think it's connected with this because a good player is a good player is a good player. African players right now just ain't good. That's just the bottom line. They just not, are not good. <laughs> I mean, you have your Arturi and Drogba, but are you going to compare Drogba to George Weah? Are you going to compare Yatsuri to Okocha or Tony Yeboa? You know? I actually think you could probably compare Drogba and Wei if you wanted. Mm, 
not watch, necessarily their styles, but just can let they me, get you goals? Then let me let me knock your, 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 your arguments. Drogba is very good. Look, I have respect for Drogba. George Weah won the Ballon d'Or playing in the most difficult defensive league in the world. I, I, I can I can kill your argument in like two seconds. Okay. Right now, do you care about the Ballon d'Or? Do you care who wins the Ballon d'Or? Different walls from what they have now. Now I don't. Before it's matter. <laughs> of course, it mattered when your point is trying to be made. Oh, no, no, but, no, no, no. But right now, let me explain. Let me explain. As of right now, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got, and because of social media, there are a lot more eyes on the events. So the event has increased in popularity based on social media. And that increase in popularity means that there are much more eyeballs placed into it. And also, also, they've changed the voting, whereas that players, captains, are not the ones doing the voting. Back in the 90s, it was the top writers who did the voting. So the, the, so the, the top writers, and maybe a few players, it was mainly the writers with the people who were voting for it. So really, football analysts were the guys who really voted. So... It was coming from an analytical point of view of when the guys in the 90s and the early 2000s won it. But as of right now, look, man, everybody wants to be Cristiano's friend. Everybody wants to have his yacht. Everybody wants to be in his party. So they will just vote for him because, hey, man, like Cristiano, he's the cool guy that all women love. Yeah, man, I'm going to vote for him because he's the, the cool kind of guy. So, and also, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but footballers aren't the smartest guys out there, <laughs> you know? Well, well also... um. Well, this is kind of I don't want to take away from your mm. from your point, but I just thought of something. Uh, do you think football in general, not necessarily just African football, but do you mm. think football is less than it was in the mid 90s? How do you mean by less? In what sense? I mean, do you think that the footballers in the mid 90s were better footballers than the ones we have now? I think you see that's difficult. I would I would say that they were tougher in the 90s. Because I think when you look at what now constitutes to a yellow card, as of right now, is a lot less, you know. And because of that, like, if you were a striker, you had to be very tough because defenders were a lot harder on you. And it would take a lot more before you were given a foul. So therefore, games flowed a lot more because right now, fouls are just getting given for any small touch, any small tackle, boom. Hence, why when you look at the Copa America, the way the Copa America is still played today is how is how football was played back in Europe back in the nineties. Whereas that you pretty much have to commit like double homicide to get a yellow card. <laughs> so I it's hard to say whether they were better. I just said they were tougher. Hence, why like Ronaldo back in the day, that guy was. That's why defenders were so scared of him because. They knew to be that good, I mean, that terrifying, you had to be a tough SOB that Ronaldo was back in the day. And that's why I say to you that I'm taking Weah over Drogba because Weah was rocking it in the Syria when it was very difficult and the toughest league out there. So you so, have to be tough. So I think definitely the guys of the 90s were, 80s, 90s were tougher. Well, see, I think that kind of, I don't want to call it a mythification, but we kind of look back at like the, the the 80s, the 90s, and we like, yo, those guys were real footballers. They were tough. They were rugged. 
Mm. They had they they also had the technical ability to accompany you mm. know their their kind of uh, physical prowess. But I think I, I realize these kind of new social media people. They always say you know Messi is the greatest or LeBron James is the greatest. But I, I think we always I don't want to say always and I don't want to speak for everyone. Um, but I think there's a tendency to not appreciate what's in front of you and always look back and say that was better. It, it kind of goes to this point where I, I can look back and say, you know, Zidane is the greatest or Ronaldo is the greatest. Like if you just kind of look back to that era and it it's almost like African footballers all also get that treatment where if you look back and you say, oh, Wea was great, uh, Okocha was great, just because it's from that era. And we look back at that era as if, that was when football was almost at its peak. And then you look at the footballers now and it's almost like they're not as good, which means, oh, the African players also aren't as good. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but that's just what happened. So 20 years from now, we'll look back and we'll say, Yaya Toure, why aren't the African players like Toure? Or, or <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Like, I, like I disagree, man. I totally disagree. Like, I've always said, despite all the criticisms I mind at Messi, lack of emotion, lack of character, lack of um, a World Cup medal, Messi is one of the greatest players that has ever played the game. Anybody that, that did not. Hence why when people do the Messi and Cristiano debates, I say you're a complete moron to even compare them. Cristiano is not even in the same galaxy as Messi. Like Messi, for pure footballing-wise, forget about achievements and everything, on a pure footballing level, He's one of the best players that has ever played the game, 100%. You know, so it's like same thing with like um, Bart Simpson, aka Philip Lam. That guy, as a defender, for me, in my view, and I've said this many times, he's the best right back I've ever seen, ever in history. Like um, Lam. So I think that there are players playing today who they will stand the test of time. Messi, Lam. Robin, they will stand the test of time. Chiellini. That's He's my point, though. Buffon. That's that's my point. My my point is the the players that are here now. Mm. When we look back, they're gonna get mythified, deified even further than they are now. But even even contemporarily, you'll have people who will say, "Oh, Messi's not as good as Ronaldo. Messi's not as like like we'll pick at Messi's reputation in the moment. Even him missing the penalty in the Copa America, like like right now, people will pick at Messi's reputation. Twenty years from now, we're only gonna look back at the best. We're gonna have uh, if YouTube's still around, we're gonna look at the YouTube highlights. We're gonna look at these things, and it's like, yo, Messi was an incredible. I mean, uh, what no? But Messi was an incredible player. Twenty years from now, people aren't gonna think that Yaya Toure is some lazy player. They're going to look back at him and they're going to see the season where he scored 20 goals from midfield with, a, with I think, nine assists. They're, they're going to see that he started for Barcelona in the 2000... Um, what was it? Nah, nine... No, 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 no. He, he started... He's done the test of time and I'm sorry, man. He... Nah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not calling him a legend in that way. He's, he's an African legend. And if that's what the question was about, this is where I'm going. That 20 years from now, when we look back, the same way we look at a culture, now, even though a coach is better than than Yaya Toure, a lot better. Don't put them in the same sentence. Don't you dare put them in the same sentence as JJ. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't. They're not even comparable. They're not in the same Milky Way. Yeah, but th th this proves my point that if if you look back, of course it's going to look better. But you have to flash our 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 thinking from right now forward twenty years when we look back. Yaya Toure is going to be one of the greatest. African footballers 
ever. Nope, I disagree. It's it's because you're a person of the moment. Do you know how good people are going to think Drogba was when they look at his highlights 30, 40 years from now? Basically, in the moments, and I still remember in the moments, when any when I was seeing Okocha play, even when people talked about Okocha, they were like, we've never seen a player like this before. We've never seen a footballer do the kinds of things on a football pitch that Okocha did. That was what people were seeing in the moments. Like, George Weah, I in the moments was like, my gosh, man, we have the first African superstar. Maybe he will now begin a trend of other African superstars, like what this guy has done, as in he's put Africa on the map as far as what an individual can achieve. And that was in the moment. So, yeah, Yaya Toure in the moment has not achieved what Okocha or Thingy did. And even if we... It goes back to my original point, Double H. I'm, I'm getting to your point. It's like, even if we fast forward 20 years and we look back on Yaya Toure, you'll be like, yeah, man, he was, a, he was a pretty good African player. He will not be looked back as a legend. No way. He will be looked back, yes. People will remember that amazing season he had and what he achieved for uh, Man City in that season. But he will not be looked at, looked at as a legend. Hell no. No way. It's just not going to happen. But because he just hasn't achieved what Okocha or Weah achieved. Just to finish, uh, my, my, that was kind of my original point, though, is that even even in the 90s, it was easier to earn that kind of legendary status in the moment because they weren't so readily accessible. We didn't have... Did, did we have Weah talking to the press? Like, every minute, sounding like he was complaining that he didn't get his birthday cake? Or uh, did we have Kocha whining that, you know, African players are this and that? So what I'm saying is... That point, man. It's like, that... You can't use that as a way of saying that, okay, because Yaya Toure, he's, because he's living in a much more accessible world right now, it can pretty much demean and take away from what he's done. Yes, like, that is exactly what I'm saying, because it's nah, true. Nah, for me, I think, no, that's a moot point, because at the end of the day, football is for football. Like, Cristiano, as much as I hate him, he is everyone social media showing his yes and everything, at the end of the day, this guy has broken goal-scoring record after goal-scoring record. So what he does on the pitch can never be negated, no matter how much he does accessible. Look at, like, Messi with Instagram, Facebook, sponsorship deals, and the Turkish Ellen advert. It still doesn't take away what this guy's done in a football pitch. So whatever social media stuff you do, if you bring it on a football pitch, that will, or, because that is X's and O's. Goals, assists, dribbles, performances, those are X's and O's that cannot be negated or detracted. Those are, you know, it's right there in solid gold. So whatever you do on social media can never demean what did you do on the pitch. Yeah, Toure, sorry, you've not done what Okocha, Way and these boys they did on the pitch. I'm, I'm just, I just think footballers age more like wine than milk. Because I'm sure you could find in the 90s people who probably criticized Weah or Okocha. You could do that. If, if, no, no, no. If, if you wanted to look back and go look at the game-by-game, game, uh, column-by-column inches, then people would have surely criticized them in that yeah, time. Okocha was criticized for he was he was dribbling too much. Like that's the, That was the main criticism that in, in big games, never really shown up in really big games when Nigeria really needed him. And there are times where he was playing for a contract in, in 98 where they thought that, my mates, you're just, you're just dribbling and you're just thinking about yourself too much. So nobody was perfect. So everybody came with their critics. So, same thing as a way of who sort of, they declined 
and didn't really live up to his Ballon d'Or year and don't, didn't really like, wasn't really as consistent after that Ballon d'Or year. So it's just that at their peak, like, yeah, Toure can't really F with Weya and Okocha at their peak. And I'm saying that 20 years from now, like, yeah, Toure, you cannot use the name legend and equate to Yatori, I'm sorry. Even as be... an African legend, I'm sorry, you, you you can't call him an African le- legend. You can't do it. No way. <laughs> 20 years from now, certainly. No. I watch. 20 we... years from now, no. We will it... be doing this podcast, hopefully. 20 years from now. And I will tell you. I will be dead. So let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's not tempt face. So, like, I mean, actually, I mean, I actually, I mean <laughs> just kind of saying something else. You said, uh, that players hit their peak at 26. And I was like, damn, yo, I'm going to be 26 like next month. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've hit my peak. Look, 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 my 26 was a long, 2026 has long passed for me already, man. So yeah, my, my peak is already gone. <laughs> you know, you're getting old when like uh, players that you've been watching from a kid are like retiring now. It's it's actually quite depressing. No, 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 no. I don't know. The key, no, when you know you're getting old is when you look at managers and you 100% remember because, like, I was watching and just very quickly, I was watching just like some Euro 2 2000 games, and I was watching um, Spain v Yugoslavia, crazy game, Euro 2 2000, and Guardiola, and um, <laughs> was was in the team, and I was like, I rem- really remember when Guardiola was playing for Barcelona, like I fully remember <laughs> when this guy was playing, and now there are guys who are like 16 or 18 who only see him as a manager. Listen, bro. I mean, Zidane just won the Champions League with Real Madrid as manager. <laughs> look, I mean, I'm, look I'm, he he could have been playing like yesterday. <laughs> listen, man. I mean, Deschamps was just in a Euro final, and I was like, didn't he used to play for Chelsea a few years ago, right? Like, yes, and and, and Juventus, man. So yeah, I'm just sitting here getting old. <laughs> interesting, man. That was a very interesting heated debate, you know. But yeah, I still stand firm. If, uh, my views, but you no, know, that was that was very interesting, man. You know. So yeah, talk and tag this podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on the iTunes Store. So look us up there. Also SoundCloud um, as well. Just in order to get this thing out there, man, like, 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 just like the um, SoundCloud podcast. I think you have to be a, a, a member if you like it. It would really help to get this podcast out there and really get it promoted out there. But just and it takes t- two seconds, maybe even one second. Just click on the like, the heart. Button hit the hearts, and, man. Hit the hearts, hit the and hearts. also, as well. Um, what Sanctuary has is you can actually comment on different aspects of the podcast. So, if you if there's one particular point that you think was humorous or you think was insightful, you can just press pause and comment on that area. Uh, so yeah, you can follow us individually, uh, you can look at the podcast art. Uh, our Twitter handles are there, uh, you can follow at Saki Tactics as well. Um, subscribe to the Half Hope Football Hut. There's good things yes, going sir. on over there. And uh, I don't know what I'm doing. My life is kind of slowed down. Actually, with the season coming up, I'm going to get to start writing again. So, pretty excited for that. Uh, yeah, man, talking Texas podcast, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football, man. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Podcast Network.